this exchange has shown me that maybe I'm not as far along as my green eggs and ham posts would suggest that I am. Again, I'm sorry. I see you. I value your experience. And thank you so much for sharing that with me. Hey y'all, what's up? Thank you so much for joining us for episode 45 of That's Not How That Works. Today on the show, we have our friend Shireen Sun joining us to talk about an experience she had recently with online silencing. So stay tuned. Let's talk about it and enjoy the show. Hey y'all. Hello friends. Hello. Welcome to episode something something. 45. Welcome to episode 45. Yep. That's not how that works. I'm really excited again because we have another wonderful guest. We, we've, we've just been having all the great people on. We have. It has been a great couple of weeks. We've gotten mm-hmm. to talk to amazing people. And today we are speaking with Shireen Sun. Say hi, Shireen. Hi, everybody. So we have, we have lots to talk about. We're, all the things. Y'all not ready. Y'all not ready. So get, get your tea, clutch your pearls now. Where should we start? We, well, Shireen, tell the people who you are, what you do, how you identify. Yeah, that's a great place to start. Great. I love starting there. So I'm Shireen's son. I'm primarily a business coach. I help healers and other coaches grow their business. I tend to do it in a way that's highly creative, try to bring lots of fun into things and Typically, my clients are interested in growing their business from a sacred, more spiritual approach. How I identify is I'm a queer woman, woman of color, Muslim, first generation. Um, I think that pretty much covers it. So lots of intersection. American? American. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And from where, from Mm -hmm. what parts of the world do your parents originate yeah my dad was born in bangladesh well not sure if it was called bangladesh when he was born there probably not but he's from bangladesh my mom is from pakistan and my mom came over to canada when she was three so she's pretty kind of first generation in her own way also Mm -hmm. Uh, they're both muslim Mm -hmm. so indian subcontinent in general That's a whole other conversation. That's so interesting. Yeah. Like Bangladesh on like on your dad's side, Pakistan on your mom's side. Yeah. People who don't understand the history, you should Google it because it's, yeah. And it's really actually fascinating. So we can have that conversation offline. Yeah. (laughs) There's not very many of people like me who are half and half. Yeah. Yeah. That's each other. And one country tried to like Pakistan, you know, it's a whole, it's a whole thing. But that's dope. Mm-hmm. Look, love, love knows no bounds. So true. <laughs> cool. So, and where, whereabouts did you grow up? I actually grew up in Vegas. I grew up in Las Vegas, Nevada. Oh. Yeah. Born and raised. That's hot. <laughs> that's all I think about when I think of Vegas. I think that's a pretty, pretty good descriptor. I think we should just jump right in because there's just so many things. So, so many things. So before, before we really get into the thick of it, I'm going to preface this conversation with the following. We are absolutely using this as a learning tool, right? This is literally like the telltale signs that you're not, you're not doing your work. You haven't done your work. You're far more woketh than you really are. Um, Shireen had an experience, which obviously we'll let her 
tell her own story. But Shereen had an experience with a white woman that resulted in a, I will say like the most polite, kind, gentle call in I've probably ever seen in my life. It was like connecting on all the human levels, like really just like, if I was gonna be called in, like that's exactly how I would want it done. It was just really well done, right? Like no attacking, all, all the right ways to call someone in. Mm, thank you. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> I think that's important to note because then this white woman um, did all the wrong, well, she had already been misstepping, but then she for real just dropped the whole ass ball. Um, and thus resulting in a call out and on, on our part. So, right, we're going to let you tell your story and we get to go in. That's the fun part. Um, but also really a learning tool for everyone listening on how to navigate these situations and what, just what not to do. Like, don't do it. Mm -hmm. what not to do. Yeah. And you know, so, I, what I want to say too is it's, it's weird how things, what do we say? The universe, the universe always, always provides. provides. So, we have been wanting to have Shireen come on the show for a while. Mm -hmm. And huh. we were just know? like... I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Yes. Trudy and I literally are always like, how do we get Shireen on? We have a list. Wow. Yeah, we, we have, have a list, list of, of people. Oh. See, I listen to your show every week, and it's an honor to be here. Totally full circle. Yeah. Yes. So we've wanted to have Shireen on the show, and we, we want to make sure that when we invite people on the show that we're making very specific asks to kind of just say, hey, will you come and join us in a conversation about this because you have this expertise, you have this lens to provide. You know, we want to make sure that we're just not, this is not a promotional platform, right, for people who are like on the, doing the book tour or whatever it is. Right. Um, and then this happened, and so like it was just like, oh, well, you can come on the show and talk about it. Like, right. Let's, let's do this. And I would also um, like to say, like, the, you know, whatever belief system you hold, whether it's like the universe, God, like, right, y'all know, I, I let people live their lives. But whatever you believe in, that cosmic force was really working because we just did a whole episode on appropriation of yoga. Yes. And, right? And, and, and how white women basically need to check themselves in that space and cannot be the authorities in that space for a variety of reasons. And then this happens. Mm -hmm. So let's do this. Let's do it. Do it. All right. So shall I just describe the events as they occurred? Yes. <laughs> All right. So I'm minding my own business on Facebook one day and I see a post from someone who is a quote-unquote friend that I've never met on Facebook. Her name is Dusty Arab. And that is her real name. That is her real name, Dusty Arab. Just a moment of silence. Just let that sit in. <laughs> and I, I want to be clear. We're not making fun of this woman's name. We're just saying we that. We want to take note. We want to take note of the fact that her name is also a racial slur. Correct. Mm -hmm. And yet, as she is a brand, has not found the need to change it. Or not even legally change it, but just, right, like, use a different brand name or nomenclature. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I added this person at random. I don't remember exactly when, but I saw that she was talking about subjects that I thought were interesting. I felt like because we had a lot of mutual friends who were... Um, race educators or people who I would identify as accomplices or woke. Um, I was like, okay, let's get her in my in my network. So 
she shows up on my feed and she has a post and the post essentially says I'm looking for examples of personality driven brands particularly by POC by people of color and please no SWW no spiritual white women because we've all heard enough from them so I see people commenting people are pitching themselves they're adding their own links and of course taking any opportunity to share my work, I was like, well, me, I'm a personality-driven brand. I'm a person of color. So I posted it. And she responded to my comment almost immediately. And she basically said, hmm, can you give me some examples of what you were doing before you were teaching business? Because a lot of the language on your website, I would associate with spiritual white woman, SWW pause <laughs> and right like y'all can't see but i hit the director cut hand yes. signal because there's so much obviously trudy and i are already privy to the fuckery that is this story and how it unfolds um and so we really we want y'all to like follow us on this journey so we're gonna break this down moment by moment so trudy do you find anything problematic about Dusty's response to Shireen? So many things. Just in that, just in that one simple exchange, this, okay, so this is why we tell people that you need to do your work, right? That you should not be opening yourself up to do work with communities of color, communities with marginalized identities. If you are not prepared to create and hold like safe containers for your relationship with them, right? Just this post shows that perfectly. She has absolutely no business screening Shireen's like profile and like website to determine how like, to, to determine what, how worthy she is of calling herself a person of color or a spiritual person or whatever. like. To say, first of all, to ask you what you did before, that part really bugs me in this yeah. way. Like, like it's hard for me to exactly put my finger on it, but it's like, just, it, it reminds me of when you're in a job interview and they say, tell me about a time where you handled conflict well and you're like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, it reminds me of like this <laughs> crappy job interview where people are like, tell me about what's your experience. It's like, what? Like, why? What, what is she expecting to hear from you? Well, my thought was like, what? Right. Like, it's almost as though for me, that was like some, some real smooth shade. Like, it's it, like, because it was in the full sentence of what were you doing before? Because, right, mm -hmm. X, Y, Z, right? Like, you're showing up basically like a white girl is what she said. Right. Leads me to believe that, like, to me, that reads as... I don't think you're authentic. I think you're full uh -huh. of shit. And right. I feel like all of your understanding or learning or whatever has been rooted in, you know, spiritual white woman culture. And That's what I got out of it yeah, too. Right? Totally. Which also, mm -hmm. first of all, how dare you? Yeah. How dare you? Yeah. And to be clear, like the, us asking Shereen to really lay out her identity was not, obviously we do this whenever we have anyone on, but this is very important because Shireen, like my brain, I can't, Shireen literally 
is directly tied through her actual lineage, like identifiers, culture. Her parents were both born, <laughs> right? Like, I, I just, you couldn't be any more rooted in the practice of spirituality as she, right? Like, as it's taught by spiritual white woman than you are. Like, your mother is from Pakistan. Your father's from Bangladesh. Like, did mm-hmm. she want you to be, like, in full sari with a bindi? <laughs> and, like, you know what I mean? Like, what did she, what did she, what did she want? Right? Mm-hmm. And even the fact that she associates spiritual principles with whiteness. Yes. Yeah. That's a huge problem. It comes from the places that I come from. Right. Yeah. And other places in Asia. So. Well, and so let's, let's really break that down for a second because I don't want this to be lost on anyone. Spirituality is not any, any, the way it is practiced, at least let's talk about this country. In this country is rooted in Asian and Southeast Asian practice. And you see some coming from like Peru and Latin America, but overall, right, we see like a lot of yoga, a lot of like Reiki, those types of things. All right. Which again, those are all modalities rooted in cultures that have been colonized and due to the nature of imperialism and theft, right? Because they don't just steal bodies and land, they steal practices and culture as well. And it was uprooted brought to this country and then it was appropriated and it has been consumed by whiteness and it has been morphed to fit the white palette and completely commercialized and complete exactly and completely commercialized it has become a commodity so they've yeah, taken absolutely. right like whiteness has taken a, a very real just like Susanna had talked about a very real way of life a very real way of practicing and and commodified it mm-hmm. and so for this woman to say you sound like a spiritual white woman makes it that to me is immediately I'm like you haven't done your work your allyship is performative because I'll tell on myself when I found out about this I went and friended her so that I could really do my own research and look into her and I have my own thoughts what I'll share at the end but her allyship is performative she hasn't done her work and immediately going back to Trudy's initial point how dare you invite people of color specifically intentionally into your space when you haven't done any work and your tools of white supremacy might be subtle but they still exist so you're causing harm and more explicitly how dare you invite people of color into your space like make an explicit Explicit ask ask, yeah and then question them on their like whether or not they're enough of a person of color right that is a problem like so many problems audacious to right. say it. so this happens she responds <laughs> to you she tries to pull your poc card mm-hmm. which so, again i would like to note is absolutely a tool of white supremacy yeah and we'll talk about that in a second but how do you respond to this so my response to this as i'm reading this and i read it quickly i posted on the comment quickly i was just kind of like left my link then i saw her comment on immediately and i was like hmm my first response to her was to prove myself to her. So I sent her, first of all, I named off my intersecting identities. And then I went and I pulled what I was doing before this, which was I started a nonprofit doing art and murals in communities. So super like grassroots organization and I've got all this information about it. So I sent her the website 
And she responded to that and she was like, great, thanks. And as I was doing it, as I was typing, I was like, I was literally like typing this and sending it to her. And I'm like, what am I doing defending and explaining myself to this white woman? And why am I doing this? But I did it anyway and I sent it off. So that was my response. Um, and then from there, do you guys want to say anything about the fact that I actually, you're yeah. both frozen. Well, I know, both of our faces are stuck. Um, so I, I will say this because what I don't want, what I, what I want people to understand that are not people of color, especially for like, you know, people with mixed race identities or like racial ambiguity, this idea of enoughness. I don't want anyone to hear it and be like, well, Shireen, you just shouldn't have, you know, or I don't want white people to hear it and be like, well, I don't understand why you wouldn't have just, again, yeah. we always talk about how there are two sides of this, right? There's the burden of racism and there's the burden of white supremacy. And the burden of racism is, is being taught our whole lives that we have to prove ourselves or measure up or, or justify our position in society or justify why we're allowed to occupy certain spaces mm -hmm. right? like the entire system is predicated on that Trudy, i don't know if you can think of times you do it but like i have moments especially when i'm dealing in like corporate america like you know white america where i have moments even now that i like start to do it and i'm like oh like what the fuck am i doing like you know like it happens to me less now because i've done so much work right around, like, but you're you know, conscious of it now yes so you can you can Stop, and I used to do it yourself. all the time. Right. I used to do it all the time, not just because, <laughs> for so many reasons, because I was, in some spaces, I had to justify my, like, value. You know, I felt like I had to justify my value right. because I was holding on to, like, a bunch of, like, teen mom stuff, right? right? And, like, I dropped out of high school stuff. And so even though I had degrees, I would, I would feel like I'm, like, justifying my you know, the positions that I held, like, oh, mm -hmm. like I, sure, I had a son at 15, but I have a master's degree. And it was like, right. why did I feel like I needed to have that? But like, no, mm -hmm. like all of those things can be real, like at the same time, and it doesn't right. mean anything. Mm -hmm. you know? um, and back further, like, you know, justifying my Puerto Rican, you know, like whether mm -hmm. I was Latina enough, and you know, mm -hmm. I didn't speak Spanish, and you know, being biracial, like all of these things, like I, I felt like I was constantly justifying my identity. Mm -hmm. um, and the exhaustion of that, like once I realized like how exhausting that was to constantly be justifying that and started learning what that's a function of, and, you know, like really mm -hmm. starting to understand what that does to a person and why it's created and how really the world places these narratives on you, which really is what kind of happened in Shireen's example, right? It's mm -hmm. like saying that, you know, there's this narrative of what spiritual white woman is that you were adopting. And so you felt like you had to like justify yourself against that narrative, right? Totally. And I think it's such a distraction. It's like such bullshit. Such bullshit. I think there's another piece to it that when Weez, when you were talking earlier about what she was implying was that my version of spirituality was not authentic and that it was steeped in this bullshit spiritual white woman thing, which right. is another subversive part of this white supremacy is that why is it that spiritual principles are so readily available and taught by white women. Right. And they're taught back to me, someone who's from these places. And I grew up in America surrounded by this yoga industrial complex. And I go to places like Bhakti Fest, where they're teaching all of this Hindu yogic traditions, but it's all white people who are teaching it, you know? And so why is that what's more accessible? So I think it did bring up some 
need to prove myself or some like shame around my my own spirituality subconsciously and then as i was doing it i think i picked up on that so yeah i mean none of that is your fault the fact that like that is what is accessible to you is like not your fault at all and is the fault of this system that we talked about earlier of appropriation of right like kind of Mm -hmm. filtering everything and commercializing everything like yeah i think it's it's just it's in it's one of those things where like there's even so many different dynamics of privilege and like supremacy happening in like such quick momentary act like or you know moments if you will but yeah i mean i i just really want to impose upon people the reality that like for people who hold marginalized identities rattling off your resume of worth or you know validity is is we're programmed to do that right like we are conditioned and we are colonized and like our belief system because obviously the system is set up for us to do that and so if you haven't done your work like trudy was saying right like we have all we i can guarantee that every person of color every person with a marginalized identity is listening like yeah i used to do that all the time but as you do your work just like shereen like you notice halfway through you're like i'm doing that thing you're like, well, I'm gonna keep fucking doing it though, right? Because for me at a certain point, sometimes it becomes like, how dare you? Like, fuck you. Mm-hmm. I'm like, let me go off. And then other times I'm like, no, I'm not. Like you said, Trudy, like it's exhausting. Like, I'm not gonna do it. I know what, what's happening here. Like I see the dynamic and like, I'm not gonna feed into it. Right. It is what it is. I am who I am and you can take it or leave it. Mm-hmm. But I think that it's just, it's really important to note that again, this is a tool that she has in her belt of, you know, performative allyship still because it's rooted in white supremacy she hasn't done her work because if she had she never would have tried it and also let's fast forward to so you respond Mm -hmm. and she goes okay thanks yeah that was her response it was like yo that's mad dismissive (laughs) yeah it was like okay thanks you've now proven yourself enough that i will review your content as though it's or something right you now you now have danced and sung and, you know, jived enough, right? Like, enough for exactly. Me. Mm-hmm. Maybe. May- maybe, 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 because. But now she's willing to review, like she'll actually right. pass the first test so I can right. move to the next stage. Right. <laughs> now in these situations, what we would typically advise, right? Cause we and I will get questions about these kinds of things and all the time what we would typically advise is to engage in a conversation with the person to call in to educate to be open to dialogue right like that's what what we do that's how we create equity that's how Mm we create community is to engage in dialogue like that is usually one of the first steps involved so how that go yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah so a couple weeks pass by i go to my client retreat where Susanna was there. There were a couple other people there who are Asian American entrepreneurs. And we're sitting around after the retreat and we're talking and I brought this interaction up and we had a conversation and I was like, you're right. That was super fucked up. And it's no wonder that I'm still thinking about it. So I'm going to pause that too, because I want people to pay attention now that this is how this is a small, quick exchange. It probably lasted maybe five, 10 minutes, right? Like a couple of posts back and forth. This is the, this is the 
impact of microaggressions. Mm -hmm. That kind of cumulatively what happens is because of the experience over a lifetime, right? When something like this happens, weeks later, this is like something that you're still processing and talking to people about. She's probably not even thinking about it. Oh no. You know? But like, I want folks to recognize that, that we're not talking about like, it just kind of like rubbed you the wrong way and like you moved on with your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I'm realizing that I actually am rightfully bothered and that this woman needs to be called in. So I go back to her Facebook. I dig and I dig and I dig and I resurface the post and I left her a very gentle comment inviting in a conversation and I thought that this would not be an issue at all because of the way it was phrased, because my points were very valid and because she's supposedly woke. That's what she's presenting herself as. So I'm like, great, I'll just say this. She's gonna comment back, it's gonna be fine. So I've got my comment here. Do you want me to share it or do you want me to share the gist of it? Yeah, you can, whatever you want, I think. Okay, yeah, I'll share it. So it says, Dusty Arab, not to resurface this post from the dead, but I've actually been thinking about this interaction and how it rubbed me the wrong way. I'm sure you're great and I'm not familiar with your work, but I found it very problematic when you said that the language on my site you associate with spiritual white women. I felt like I then needed to prove my POC slash intersectional status to you, a white woman. Also, quote, spiritual principles that you associate with spiritual white women have been co-opted by white women from the lands that I come from, Southeast Asia. I didn't say anything about it at the time, but as I responded to your post, I felt triggered and I didn't realize why. Since then, I've talked about this interaction with several other women of color coaches and business owners who were shocked at the audacity. I just want to offer you this feedback. The language on my site is woman of color enough because it comes from me, a woman of color. No more justification or clarification is needed. Period. <laughs> um, like that I is said, the nicest. Nicest. And yeah. I also want to make it clear that not only was it nice and it was a call in, but again, this is how the system works. You are triggered, you are harmed, you experience microaggression. And in turn, you have to be very kind and conscientious of the way in which you call her in. And you have to be thoughtful and you have to check your own rightful feelings so that you can present this information to her in a way that will be receptive to her. So we're still coddling her whiteness mm -hmm. and then have to proceed to do the emotional labor to justify why you feel the way that you do like by right, like educating her. Mm -hmm. Crafted this beautiful message for her so and, and I didn't hear from her. And, a, and also a basic human being would just say, I am so sorry for hurting you. Even mm -hmm. if I don't get it, right? As a human person, Shereen, you send me that. And maybe I like I am a performative ally. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, Dusty here. And I'm just out here causing harm. But as a person, you just told me that as a human being, something that I did negatively impacted you. It hurt you, it triggered you, it upset you. On the most basic level, my responsibility is is to see that, hear that, acknowledge it, and apologize for the way in which you were impacted. Mm -hmm. Period. But that's not what happens. That's not what happened. So I send this message. I don't hear back for a couple days. I'm curious what happened. I go to her page. Can't find her page anymore. Why? There is no page. Yeah. And so go to my partner's computer. I'm like, can you look up this person? The page is still there. So she chose to block me when she received that message. Straight block me. So naturally, I go to Instagram where I send her a message and I added her because I thought you need to add to send a message. I found out later you don't have to do that. But I added her not even a couple minutes later. I 
tried to send her the message. I think I actually did send it to her. And as soon as I did, I went back to her page and I was blocked there too. So as soon as I added her, she must have been like on her phone because she saw it. As soon as it happened, blocked me immediately. Um, and my message in Instagram said this. Hi, Dusty. Shereen Sun here. You, re you might remember me as the woman you blocked on Facebook after I gave you some feedback <laughs> response towards me in a thread seeking to apparently uplift voices of people of color. I find it really interesting that you chose to block me after receiving that feedback. It feels like performative wokeness to me. I was quite kind in my message to you, but now I'm confused. I'd love an explanation of why you felt that was the appropriate response. Looking forward to hearing from you, Shereen. Um, she blocked me immediately, so I wanted to make sure that she saw it and to let her know that I'd be taking next steps for accountability because she chose to block me again, so I send it on another profile. Um, this time I said, I'm going to be looking into next steps for accountability. And the second time she saw my message, she started responding several times. It seemed like she started and stopped, started and stopped, and then finally she just blocked me again. So here we are. That's my story with Dusty Arab. I wish y'all could see me and Trudy's faces right I know. now. We it's might have to just start like taking screenshots while we're hearing and processing things because we're both sitting here looking like somebody's aunties, just shaking our <laughs> head and rolling our eyes, like That's huffing right. and puffing. Mm -hmm. <sighs> Ma'am. Lord. Dusty. I can't even say her last name. Young Dusty. This coming from someone who speaks about race and systemic oppression in her content for some reason. Which is and, like and bullshit. Like, right? Like, that can't be. You can't both talk about oppression and, like, systemic oppression and race if you can't be called out. Like, it, right. I just don't understand. I do. Like, you want, she's, I mean, she, you her do. favorite thing is, is I to do, talk but. about her theories. So here's, here's a very real theory that she falls into, which is the capitalization, right? She's capitalizing on, on equity. Right. Like that's, that's, that's all it is. Like she is, she has turned the movement into a commodity because I spent, like I said, I spent a lot of time looking at her profile. Cause y'all know, I don't ever talk about or come for somebody unless I know what I'm talking about. Like in terms of like having done my research, I fall into research holes with people just like I do like subjects. This woman is the master. Like I will give my hats off to her because she has mastered the ability to make large sweeping overarching statements that sound equitable and empowering that are maybe eight words long with an exclamation and like clapping hand emojis and all sorts of shit. And everyone is gonna get riled up and be like, yes, Dusty, woo. But <laughs> she doesn't have actual conversations. Even on her blog posts, which are sleeping theories that she holds, oh, she man. sprinkles in like what sounds good. Like, I'm gonna throw the word reparations in here. This is, I'm not making this up. I'm gonna throw in the word reparations. I'm not gonna say anything about it. I'm not going to actually give any sort of framework. I'm not going to address the system. I'm just gonna say some overarching, hell of generic, corny shit. Like, mm, white, white people need to do better we should offer reparations. Yeah. Racism is bad. That's literally what the fuck she's doing. Like when you Dr. Seuss the conversation about equity, it's, it's a doctor. that's what she does. Right? Oh and my God, can we write a Dr. It. Seuss equity book? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. But she, and not in the way that she or other no, people no, no. do it, no, no. right? No, but no, like she, she has Dr. Seuss the equity conversation. Ooh. 
to a point where she can say the equivalent of green eggs and ham, Sam I am. And people are like, oh my God, yes, this is so amazing. She hasn't said shit, she hasn't done shit, and this is what we call performative allyship. This is the equivalent of putting up the equity statement in your front window that all are welcome, but then when people walk into the store, your sales associates are following people of color around, criminalizing them for simply breathing in your space. It's the exact same thing. It's the exact same thing, and anyone that says different, I urge you to go ahead and join our Facebook group and convince me otherwise, because her behavior, in the way in which she's engaged with you, Shireen, is clearly harmful. She's harmful as fuck. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah I'm not sure what she thought was going to happen if she just kept blocking me. It just seems like a really poorly thought out strategy, in my opinion. <laughs> but I think her strategy is that she's a white woman who doesn't have to deal with you. Mm -hmm. She gets right? the And she, based on her skimming of my content that didn't think that I would do anything about it. Right. But it's silencing, it's erasure, because as soon as she blocks you, shit disappears. Mm -hmm. Right. Has to see that engagement. Exactly. She maintain her image, her performative allyship status, her image that yeah. she's created, right? the perception of equity. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, like, <laughs> She uses the, like, she uses her blocks clearly as a means of segregation. She's like, oh, no, like, you're the type of person of color that's going to call me out. Like, you have to go eat somewhere else. You can't You're about here. to be blocked two weeks. Listen, <laughs> listen, episode I drops. already, I'm going <laughs> to tell you right now, Shireen, and we can edit this out. I messaged Shireen and I told her, like, I'm going to friend her and I'm, you know, so that I can really know what I'm talking about when we have this conversation. Let's see how long it takes her to block me. Mm-hmm. That's because I already know I'm gonna get blocked. It's easy to maintain this perception of accomplishment, this false ass accomplishment, when you get to remove those that actually stand in their authentic quote unquote wokeness because inherently by being a woman of color, just like you said, the language on your website right. is enough mm -hmm. by virtue of you coming from those lands, by yeah. virtue of you truly holding this identity and honoring your own heritage and cultural practices, period. Yeah. Right? But like, because she's like, mm, I don't want to have to deal with someone who actually knows what the fuck they're talking about. So I'm just going to block you. Because I went through her comments as well. There is not, not, not one negative or opposing comment. Not one, which leads me to believe that she deletes them or blocks everybody to protect this brand that she's created. Because, because the brand that she's created- without that. Exactly. Like you exactly. Can, actually, can we can we talk about that for a minute? If you're committed to justice of any kind and like of equity, and you want to talk about systemic oppression and like lift up the voices of folks of color or fo and folks with other with all kinds of marginalized identities, you have to have this commitment to do better, right? To be better, to do better, and the only way you ever get there is if you're open to feedback. You cannot get there without people along the way telling you this is how this is where you messed up like this is how you have to do better like that happens we have a class full of people right now who every week all they're doing is like opening themselves up for critique and like feedback and asking and trying to do better like you this work doesn't happen in isolation right so the fact that someone offers you feedback, which it was, it wasn't, you weren't cussing her out. You know what I mean? Like you were really kind. like, Hey, like this is what happened. This is how I feel like I'm offering you this feedback, like so that you don't do it again. 
if you're really committed to what you say you're committed to, you not only accept it, but you say you apologize and you ask what you can do better, right? Like, right. Are you, you and you seek that out. This whole like, I'm gonna block you because I don't like what you say because you're trying to hold me accountable. It's a lie. Like it, it shows that you're that you're not what you say you're that you are not for the things that you say that you're about. Right. A hundred percent. hundred percent. I mean, and I, I just, sorry, real quick on this. I also want to say like Trudy and I sit here and we talk about like, this is how you have to do the work, but I want people listening to, to really understand that like we practice this as well. Like a month ago, something somebody said something to me and I had, you know, the contextually, I was like, no, like, but I was like, okay, Trudy, let's have a check-in. Like, yeah. Right? After like, you like settle down, you right. definitely, you called me and you were like, Hey, I want to talk about that thing that happened. Am I missing something? Right. Like that's literally what you said. And we were yeah. able to talk about that. Like that, right. your willingness, like people's willingness to engage in those conversations, even if it's not with the person that you like went back and forth with, but just right. to kind of say like, you know what? I might've been wrong. Right. That's huge. And to do that in a way that's, that restores relationships and that's public, like that just shows your commitment. Like it's an example. Right. And, and again, I'm not saying that to be like, Trudy and I do everything right. No. But <laughs> to say like, we tell y'all that these things are imperative because we practice them and we see actual impact. So all of this happens. You've been blocked over and over again. Mm-hmm. You want accountability. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you didn't like, I want to make this also clear. You didn't run to us like, I want to talk about her. Like, let's eviscerate her. It was just like, hey, this thing happened to me. And like, right? Like, because we have these conversations amongst ourselves as women of color, especially in the coaching industry. Mm -hmm. And Trudy and I were like, oh, we have to talk about this. Yeah. I mean, when Shireen Shireen reached out to me, it was really like a processing thing. Like, hey, check this out. Like, again, like, am I missing something? Like, Mm -hmm. Right, like what? And I was like, "Oh, this is absolutely wrong." Do you want to come on the show and talk about it? Like, we can do that. Right, because the way it happened, she made it feel so small and flippant, and I was over here, kind of like, "Am I overreacting about this? Am I missing something? Like, this person is supposed to be aware and educated, and she's just completely doing this all wrong." And so I, I think my exact question to you, Trudy, was what the fuck is this? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then you invited me onto the show to talk about it because it really bothered you as well. Yeah, and I, I really want to drive home two points, like just in what you said right there, right? This is why microaggressions are so harmful because something that she, she in her whiteness and in her privilege gets to make it flippant and it has no impact or effect on her because this is not something that she ever has to deal with, right? And like, she gets to perform these microaggressions and you're left with the harm and you're Mm -hmm. left to sort it out. And part of microaggression is also literally like, hey, I'm gonna blow your house up. I'm gonna like leave this bomb right here. And then you have to deal with the mess afterwards, Mm -hmm. right? Like, I'm not going to come to the table and be like, I'm sorry for leaving this bomb here. Mm -hmm. Realize that I was leaving the bomb. Right. And then the other part of it, like, this is literally why we say that allyship is so harmful because it's a hundred percent performative and you literally just spoke to it. Like you, she presented as an accomplice. You thought that's why I added her that she was a safe space. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Because that's how she presented herself. And she is by virtue of her 
Dr. Seuss ass posts and her, you know, her blogs and her kumbaya hold hands bullshit that she like puts out there. Not that that belief system is bullshit because I believe in it. But when you're just like performing it, it is right. And so you walked into this space thinking like, okay, here's a white woman that's on the right side of white. Maybe this just this woman just happens to be white. She's a woman who happens to be white. She's not a white woman. And then you walked into it and you got all the tools of supremacy thrown at you, verbally, like actionably. And now you're left having to pick up the pieces and sort through it with your community. Literally that is full circle performative allyship. That is why it is a problem. Yeah. From someone who I would anticipate would know better and would know that blocking a woman of color when she calls you in to give you feedback very kindly is not okay, especially in a thread where she's wanting to, it seemed like, promote or share brands of women of color. Yeah. And I, and I also just want to say this one caveat, and also because we're going to have these two women on the show coming up, but this is not specific to Shireen and Dusty. This is like this, the blocking of women of color has become like, it is digital erasure, is it is digital silencing. So just as as a society, we evolve into the social space, tools of white supremacy have evolved as well. It's like that triggering moment where you've already like, you've been triggered, you've been triggered, you've been triggered. White women keep doing these things to you. You keep trying to call them in like Shireen did. And then they block you. And then you're like, oh, hell, right? Because that is what they do. It's like, oh, nope, don't want to deal with you anymore. Right? Problem. And so like, it, it is a problem, but it's, it is a very normal pattern. So I want people to be cognizant of that because I don't want anyone to hear, like, listen and just like, cast this aside or be flippant about it because they haven't experienced it if you're white. Right. And be like, oh no, that just, that's, that's specific. You know, Dusty just did that to Shireen. Oh no, 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 no. It is a digital tool of white supremacy. Mm -hmm. And like, I want to make that really clear. And it'll become abundantly clear in the next few episodes. All right. Well, Shireen, so, how are you feeling now? Yeah. Um, I feel so much better having had this conversation because I moved through these waves with this incident where I'm like, even when I was thinking about going back and commenting the first time, one of my friends who's an Asian American woman of color was like, are you sure you want to give that your energy? Like, mm. you want to put your energy into educating this person. Um, but yeah, I feel like even when I left that comment, I wanted to leave that comment there, not for Dusty, but for everyone who would be reading it. And then she blocked me. So it just feels good to be talking about it and to be like, I guess, validated in my feelings and to have better languaging for why I was so triggered in the first place. Well, I am glad that you're feeling better. Me too. And that you've had a chance to process it. Yeah. Um, I, you know what? I think yeah. we should do a breakdown of how this should have gone to accomplish it. Yeah. So it should have been a very simple thing, right? So, okay. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be dusty. Do you want to be dusty? <laughs> <laughs> You can be dusty. Uh, okay. <laughs> I know, right? I have to get into my dusty character. And like, um... Oh, no. <laughs> she has come out before. She's coming, yeah. This is, this is my is back. <laughs> what? So, Shireen, do you want to run through the scenario again? So, I... I posted and I really, I just wanted to see, you know, like personal personality, like individual facing brands, especially run by people of color. So Shireen responds to me and she gives me, you know, her, 
her rundown and her website and she pitches herself. And so what I do is I tell Shireen, thank you so much for sharing your experience. Thank you for sharing your profile. I really love that you have managed to integrate your business practices and your spiritual practices that are so authentic to who you are and how you were raised and the land from which your parents came. I really think it's wonderful how you've managed to fuse these two things, um, especially in a world where white women have really co-opted spirituality and turned it into this like really horrific thing. Um, so I really just want to, you know, I see you, I see you and I'm going to go through this and, you know, if I have any questions, I'll let you know. End scene. It could have been done right it there. It could have been done. That was it. Also, that, that is it. However. That's it. No, and, no. No, 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 no. I did. Wait, no, it's not it. It's not it. Damn it. <laughs> that is how we want all exchanges to go. Like this very pleasant, like exchange. Right. There was, there is another opportunity though. There's another like adventure. Okay. Ooh, I love so, choose your own adventures. Just a, just a little further down the road, right? So let's say Dusty responded with the, I looked at your website and it sounds like a spiritual white woman. Oh, right? okay. So I'm still harmful. And then sure, once Shireen responded with that last mm. response. Once she called me in with respect and humanity. Yes. Okay. What she should have said, I am sorry. <laughs> like she should have been, she, she should have apologized. Right. So well, that's why you, I said she should have just connected on a human level. Oh. Well, that's what I'm saying. So yeah, give us the, let, let's move the scene down a little farther. Okay. So you messed up. I'm back. I've messed up. So and I messed Shireen up. has called you in. Shireen, Shireen called me in with so much respect and really like valuing my humanity in a way that made me realize that perhaps I don't know everything in the whole fucking world. And I should listen to and value the experience of this woman of color because it's an experience I'll never have as a white woman. And so once I've been called in, I respond. And I say, Shireen, I sincerely apologize for the ways in which I've made you feel. That was a blind spot for me. I did not see how my behavior was problematic I do not want you to have to do the emotional labor to explain it to me. And I don't want to cause you any more harm, but I'm going to go back and I'm going to do some pondering and I'm going to look at what resources are out there for me to actually genuinely do my work because this exchange has shown me that maybe I'm not as far along as my green eggs and ham posts would suggest that I am. Again, I'm sorry. I see you. Lord. I value your experience. And thank you so much for sharing that with me. Because I would like to stop being a white woman and start being a woman who just happens to be white. <laughs> MC. <laughs> wow. So even if it wasn't in that detail, um, that is what, what we would like to see. Right. I gave the full <laughs> scope so you could pick and choose. A dramatized. I don't know what you're talking about. I am not dramatic at all. Oh, God. <laughs> of all the things I have learned about you in the last year, that is not one of them. Correct. That That's okay. Um, so, uh, yeah. So what we would like to see, what we would, you know, hope to see in these kinds of things is an acceptance of the behavior, an apology, you know, to 
accepting responsibility and apology and a plan for moving forward. Like, this is how I'm going to do better. Right. Um, so that's, yeah, that's what we would, we would have hoped to see. <sighs> so in person, man. Yeah. Like, isn't that human being 101? I mean, I, mean I, I know that it's not, obviously. It should be. But it should be. It just really blows my mind. It really grinds your gears. It really grinds my gears. That, you know, just at the core of it, her, her white privilege and her whiteness blinds her and blocks her humanity. Yeah, for sure. You know, and that's not just her. That's all these white people that are out here committing atrocities against people of color. Acting a fool. Acting a whole ass fool. But I'm sorry for your experience, Shereen. Oh, it's all right. And it's been awesome to get to dig into all of it. And I really appreciated your dramatization. We... <laughs> You're welcome. That's what I'm here for. At the end of the day, I think it can just be so simple, which is listen to people of color, marginalized voices when they talk to you, when they correct you. It's really not that hard and definitely don't block them. Right. Definitely don't block them. Definitely don't block them. Yeah, just listen to people with marginalized identities when they tell you about their own identity and their own experience. It's not that hard. And yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, do we have a do better? Hmm. Shereen, do you have a do better? Yeah, you know, I actually thought of someone who's one of my clients. Um, and she, I've just been noticing she came into my program kind of doing a fair amount of um, appropriating. And then she's been really immersing herself in the study of white privilege and in Susanna's conversations. And it's been just really awesome to see because she like works for a big yoga company. And it's just been amazing to see how she's not only doing all of the work that's available and really doing the internal work, even when it was around topics that are very close to um, things that just she holds very precious and she's now bringing it into our organization. So lots of beauty there. Her name is Ashley Hardy. So she's my do better right now. Cool. Awesome. Shout out Ashley. Shout out to Ashley. Good job doing better. Um, yeah, you know, I, I think we've summed up all, all things that, um, young Dusty, I have to call her that cause I can't say her full name. I just can't. I recommend an alias of some kind or some other. Yeah. So I'm just going to say this again, no shade, but clearly you have no business being a brand specialist calling in people of color when your own brand is so tone deaf. Like you're a brand specialist at no point where you like, maybe I should just call myself Dusty A or I don't know. Do you have a middle name? Do you, does your I mother mean, have a maiden name? Anything else? It, anything else? It must work for her. Like she must, it must work for her, which is even more problematic, right? Either because it works for her like, or she's surrounded by white people who don't think that it's a problem. So no one's ever said anything to her. I'm going with tone deaf. I'm going with no one has ever been like, yo, that's a whole ass racial slur. You, what? It does add another layer to this, that this whole exchange happened between her, a white woman, and me, a Muslim woman. So there's that. Sometimes, like, whiteness is so egregious, I start thinking in other languages, and then I just have to stop talking because they won't come out in English. <laughs> and that's where my brain is right now. 
I just, I'm done. I'm done with her. I'm done. I cannot. I will not. I fully expect to be blocked. I will let you all know on the next episode. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to like, do like a, a Dr. Seuss thing. You were like, I will not. I am not. <laughs> 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 like it just sounded for a moment that that's so direct. Dr. Seussy. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. Join us, join us in the Facebook group for <laughs> Dr. Seuss via Wheeze. Um, Shereen, where can the people find you? Ah, well, you can find me on Facebook, Shireen Sun, Instagram at Radiant Wildheart. My website is radiantwildheart.com. And uh, I think that's mostly it. Cool. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story with us and the listeners. Yeah, it's been such an honor to be here. That's not how that works has taught me so, so, so much. And yeah, I'm just so glad that I found y'all this year. And thanks for having me on. You all are doing amazing education for the people. Well, thank you. We well, really appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Sure, right. Where can they find us? They can find us on Instagram at NotHowThatWorks. We are also on Facebook. The best way to find us is in the Facebook group. That's Not How That Works podcast. Um, join us in the Facebook group. If you're listening, we're having a good time in there. We're getting to meet folks. Mm-hmm. Kind of a really nice community. We so, continue all these conversations yeah. in the Facebook group. People bring other things, other articles into the Facebook group, and we really just get to talk about it um, and also be a little bit ridiculous yeah. and like share good news and things like that. You can also find us on Patreon. That's not how that works. And other than that, we'll see y'all next time. Yeah, we'll see y'all soon. Bye. Bye. Hey, y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode 45 of That's Not How That Works. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, we'd love for you to join us in the Facebook group to keep the conversation going. You can also follow us on Instagram at NotHowThatWorks, and you can email us at hello at NotHowThatWorks.com. We'd love to hear from you. We would also love if you can share this podcast and remember to rate, review, and subscribe. It will help people find us. And remember, y'all, next time someone says... I have the ability to block anyone I want on social media. It doesn't mean that I'm not an accomplice. You tell them. That's not how that works. <laughs>